0: back to New World next week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato of
1: MediaMonarchy.com. Whole Foods bails on GMO labeling. We've got that story plus license plates go digital. But first, let's pick up where we kind of left off last week with sticky buds and go digital with weed. The legal marijuana industry in the U.S. is awash in cash, literally. With reports that cannabis businesses generated almost $61 million in tax revenue in California alone in just the first quarter of recreational marijuana sales, it's important to remember that the money moving through marijuana the financial systems is almost 100% cash because most banks won't touch money from legal marijuana businesses because... Cannabis remains a Schedule I illegal drug at the federal level, meaning that banks risk committing a crime by providing cannabis industry ordinary banking services. That's what leaves marijuana entrepreneurs working in a cash-only world. Cryptocurrency companies, however, using blockchain technology, are hoping to step into the gap. At a recent Coindesk conference, a bunch of companies touted blockchain and cryptocurrency as the potential cure For marijuana industry's financial headaches. The conference attracted thousands of people. They made more than $17 million in ticket sales alone, so that should tell you something. And they had it right in the Midtown Manhattan Hilton. The idea of cryptocurrency in the marijuana industry gained momentum late last year when researchers at International Business Machines, that's right, IBM, advised the government in British Columbia, Canada to use blockchain to Seed to seed tracking of legal marijuana to sort of begin this new kind of tracking system. Legal recreational marijuana sales are expected to begin in July across Canada. As we manage to have another story in Canada, James, and like I've said many, many times, kind of paraphrasing other people's notes, that this is already so far gone it can't be reined in now. That the CBD toothpaste is out of the tube, James.
0: Yes, well, this story brings together everything everyone loves: IBM and their Hollerith punch card machines to take, try care, special care, and track of every seed to sale of every of every bud on the market. Um, what could go wrong, right? Yeah, uh, there are some pretty crazy things being contemplated here, and I think. As people know, I I assume know at this point, I do see a possibility at any rate, a potential for cryptocurrency to be useful in disintermediating and decentralizing transactions at a distance. Um, But having said that, is it really necessary in in the marijuana sales business? Is that really necessary? I mean, generally, if you know your local supplier, what's wrong with cash in this case? Or, I mean, you know, in this case, it doesn't seem like there's a much of a use case for it. I guess if you're buying something over the net or whatever, blah, 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 sure. But uh, it just seems like this is the kind of thing that maybe we don't want to be... Um putting into that, you know, ledger type system for uh, for posterity. Because, of course, as people know, I'm sure, um, Bitcoin has and will continue to be forked and forked and forked until it's GovCoin, and everything will be tracked back to you through a government-issued wallet. You know, that is the ultimate dream of the, the banksters and uh, their minions in the crypto space, and that's what ultimately is going to be allowed to transpire in the regular normie economy. You're going to be able to have your government-issued wallet uh, for your cryptocurrency that will everything will be tracked back to you and they'll know every single thing you've ever bought, including every every bit of marijuana. And it will be no different than buying it on your credit card. Um, So in this case, especially because this is... The one of the most abundant plants on the planet. I mean, it's not difficult to grow or to, to handle. So why wouldn't you be buying in local from your local dealer with cash? Um, that just seems to make more sense in this case. And, you know, I, I think everyone's radar should be blipping like crazy when IBM uh, gets on it.
1: Well, now haven't we talked? It's been many, many years back, James. We've talked about community coins, Um Now, the names of which they're going to escape me right now. But that's as opposed to a cryptocurrency, again, a very local currency, not U.S. fiat dollars, but your own. You know, I think maybe we've talked about the Cascadia coin as maybe it related to the Pacific Northwest. Speaking of the Pacific Northwest, of course, I lived there for a very long time. And my name is all up and down there, of course, is cannabis recreational sales roles because they wanted to have the whole tax and trace system. And again, maybe it's much, much better to go the way that Vermont went recently and basically said, we just decriminalize it. We're not trying to track and trace or tax any of it. It's a plant. Do what you want with it. And fortunately, leaving themselves out of it. James, I suppose as one other sidebar kind of thought of this is, again, we're kind of talking about all the all the great things coming together at once. I did see a headline just a little bit ago that said the Bayer Monsanto merger has been approved, at least in the U.S. portion. Of course, they have to give it the okay and all the different sorts of territories.
0: Any other words on the uh crypto cannabis, James? No, I think you uh you raise some good points, but I and I'm all for local community currencies and that sort of thing, including local uh cryptocurrencies. But again, in this case, I mean just a, a LET system or something like that can be run without the need for the crypto aspect of this. And I think uh in with this case, in this use case for this substance, wouldn't it be easier just to transact in some sort of cash, whether US fiat dollars or local crypto or local currency.
1: The classic, the classic way. <laughs> just like I'm not really interested in all those vapes and e-cigarettes and all those things. It's like I, I just like my things classic. <laughs> James, our second segment this week goes from MJ to GMO. A year after Whole Foods, and again, here's our here's our second week in a row where we are looking at the, the Amazonian monster in all its sort of various tentacles. A year after Whole Foods was acquired by internet retail giant Amazon, the food company is backing off its commitment to ensuring that food suppliers inform the consumer and the store itself if their products contain GMOs. Now, this is a little bit of a got some details to it so again we'll always employ you to check out the stories for yourself this story from Brandon Torberville goes through all the points I'm just breaking down to the main part for you in an email sent by Whole Foods president and chief operations officer AC Gallo they announced that the company was pausing its GMO food labeling requirements the requirements were scheduled to take effect coming up on September 1st would have required the suppliers to disclose in their packaging whether or not they're products contain genetically modified ingredients. The requirements, which were announced five years ago, were now getting down to three months away from being implemented. As Business Insider reported, the Whole Foods bigwigs write that the pause is a response to suppliers' concerns about having to comply with two competing sets of rules, Whole Foods' own GMO labeling requirements and rules newly proposed by the United States Department of Agriculture, which are currently open for public comment. Whole Foods faces a choice. It can move forward with the original plan or defer to the government's less comprehensive plan. The company has the ability to be clearer, more stringent than the federal regulations requiring all foods that might contain GMOs to say so. Deferring to the USDA rules instead would require that some GMO products would be labeled as such, likely a sore point for non-GMO advocates and not necessarily great for the Whole Foods brand. It would mean that the company that's long claimed the moral high ground would be no more transparent as far as GMO labeling goes than any other grocery store. James, it kind of seems like the public clamor against the frankenfoods has kind of died down. Cassie and I were talking about this story a little bit earlier today. And it seems like it's died down, one, because all the big pharma food companies bought up all the competition, all the little guys. They get bought up a lot as I kind of track in my own food world order coverage. And I think number two – The rabble seems to have maybe, as we've kind of talked about in the Age of Rage, that seems to care more about identity politics and people's feelings in Starbucks and those kind of situations. James?
0: Yeah. Uh, Help a brother in Japan out. So uh, Amazon bought Whole Foods? Amazon bought Whole Foods. Correct. And Whole Foods is still popular, still trendy? The trendies still shop there?
1: They do, and I'll have to tell you sometimes that's the place to go to get some of the healthier products that you know and you trust.
0: Well, alright. So, okay. Well, that's good info for me to know, because I have no... I've never been in a Whole Foods in my life. Um, so, I don't... I, I just know of the Let I mean, just say, if, if if
1: if you maybe... Just imagine if you maybe moved from a super hip city on the cutting edge of the foodie revolution and maybe moved to a kind of a smaller town, you might suddenly discover Whole Foods has some of the things that you need. I wonder are, who's in that are,
0: basket, James. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Okay. Alright. Well, it's good to know. Um. So... I do get the sense that uh, there is not quite the uh, the, the movement around um, the GMO issue as there was even just a few years ago, and I don't know what, I'm not exactly sure why that is either, but at any rate, it does seem people are not quite as concerned anymore, and the USDA coming out with these kind of, well, you can tell us a little bit, we'll kind of sort of put a little bit of labeling on it, it pretty much makes people content enough, right? Um, so, uh, as always, I mean, ultimately, it's going to be the responsibility of the consumer to know what they're putting in their mouth. That's a huge thing. Oh, well, what a horrible thing. You can't ask us to have personal responsibility for what we're buying and eating, can you? Well, yes. And, in fact, that's the only way it's ever going to work. Because if you're just waiting for some corporation to come along and tell you, oh, this is GMO, uh, well, you can continue waiting for the rest of your life and probably never get what you're looking for. So, um, we've talked about it before, the, um the uh, GMO project and other things that are uh, with regards to this, this independent labeling or independent um, uh, apps and things like that, that you can download to find out more about uh, the GMO products that go into it. But I think it's pretty safe to say at this point, if you're eating processed foods in the United States at this point, you're eating GMOs. There's just going to be no way around that. So once again, it's more about what you can do to disintermediate from that system and to actually know your... Know your grower, know your producer, know your local farmers is going to be more and more important as we go into this brave new future. So anyway, Whole Foods maybe isn't the the answer that people may have thought it was going to be at some point years ago before Amazon bought them out. But hello, Amazon. I don't think this is going to be your friend for very much longer. And, and now we've had
1: two stories in a row where basically the lesson is know your grower. Our third and final story this week, James, takes us to something I was talking about recently on one of my morning shows. I was talking about automated license plate readers, Alpers, or just plain LPRs as they're sometimes referred to. And much like last week's cover story here on New World Next Week about Amazon pushing their new facial recognition system, one of the largest LPR manufacturers of these license plate readers, they're called LSAG, E-L-S-A-G. I've never heard of that name before. They probably like to keep it sort of below the radar, if you will. LSAG has announced a major upgrade, meaning that it's going to be that much harder to get away from the automated license plate readers. So I wanted to talk about that story here a little bit. But then I see from one of our listeners using hashtag New World next week that maybe that license plate reader upgrade might already be kind of a, a, a moot thing, as we see on our final story here this week. California's dramatic new license plate is hitting the streets, a digital display board that allows changeable messages controlled by the driver or remotely by fleet managers. The new plates use the same computer technology as Kindle e-book readers. There's, again, that, that's the Amazon e-book along with a wireless communication system. They come with their own computer chips and battery. Motorists who choose to buy the plate can register their vehicles electronically and eliminate the need to physically stick tags on their plates each year like a caveman. They may also be able to display personal messages, which of course sounds hilarious, but we have to wait and see if the Crown decides to allow that. If the car is stolen, the plate's manufacturer says the plate can tell the owner and police exactly where the car is, or at least where they Dumped your electronic plate, bringing up images of those action movies where our hero gets rid of the you know the little tracking device, and they're shooting at rats and things. Total recall reference. (laughs) California has been, of course, they're, of course, always at the vanguard of this, quietly prepping this rollout this year. It is, of course, the first state to try this new electronic license plates. Dealerships are expected to sell the plates for the low, low price of $699, not including installation calls or the monthly fee. Plates are not available through the DMV, the Department of Motor Vehicles. Some drivers are questioning whether the device's communications could allow the state the police or private companies or those are all the same things to track a driver's movements an editor at the driver website said quote what little privacy we have left is annihilated this makes sense for fleet management for my personal car no thanks james we've been documenting the end of driving for quite some time here now on new world next
0: week Yep, and here's the next stage of it. Yeah, interesting. I guess if there's a through-thread from our stories today, it's that, uh, of course, the government wants to track absolutely everything on the planet, every marijuana plant, every license plate, every driver, everything that you do, everywhere that you go, everything that you buy. But don't you dare think about trying to track whether this or that contains GMO ingredients. Now, that, that's crazy. We don't want, no, 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 that's not what this technology is for. It's for tracking you and everything you do. Anyway, I think we know, you know, the overall trend of all of this and people who are, again, going to willingly line up and purchase one of these tracking plates for $700, not including installation and monthly fee, so that they can display a personal message. I don't know. Uh, I cannot imagine I mean, again, I guess, yeah, for fleet cars and that kind of thing, I guess I could imagine some sort of utility for it. But who on earth would buy this for personal use until it's mandated by the by the government?
1: And that's I imagine that's really the way we'll probably see this first. We'll see it. And again, this, this article goes through and makes lots of references to, you know, fleet management, you know, places that own a bunch of vans a bunch of cars those kind of corporate places james those will probably be really the first place that we roll it out you'll look and see and be like oh man look their license plate oh it has their logo and slogan and all those sorts of things and it'll be a a new whiz bang thing that then again that's how it kind of works you know the kids will clamor for it ma i can't you know you suck you don't have the new e plates our car is lame That's, I guess, (laughs) we've worked it all out from there, James.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Uh, It's kind of sad, but predictable.
1: So we'll include a couple extra supplemental show links, actually, on all those stories. They'll have some related links. As again, everything we say and play will always be included in the show notes, James. Aside from this week, which I'm taking uh, this week off from the live broadcast, typically speaking, MediaMonarchy.com slash listen Monday through Friday has all
0: the news, music, and memes. James. All right. Well, looking forward to you getting back in the saddle next week. Is that right? Yep. For sure. All right. Well, until then, uh, stay tuned to corporatereport.com and mediamonarchy.com. James, thanks for three good stories.
1: Thanks, buddy. Take
0: care.